0: You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops. tailgate legend,
1: Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good.
0: Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shamlop. But the reality is... They
1: don't know, man!
2: I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself
3: every night. Look, for all you listen, to I'm not an idiot.
0: What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by... BetUS, here with your break from the high resource file propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi, Golden Eagles. And life is back on sports bettors. BetUS has your NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year in live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800 792 3887 That's 800 79 BetUS. U.S. Bet U.S. for 125% bonuses with our promo code TTTT125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started. Now, play with the proven mainstay in the industry. Bet U.S. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops legend, uh, tailgate legend,
2: Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings, and salutations, boys, I'm uh, alongside my my new little bobblehead buddy uh, that we got from this past weekend. Austin Davis, they did a really good job on this thing, man. The uh, the back's even got some stuff on it. Got the silver slipper casino on the front of it. So it's not just me tonight. It's me along with my little friend
3: and the Wizard of Whiskey, Shane Light. I got a different kind of little friend with me. <laughs> and it's the kind of little friend that helps you forget how bad we got our ass kicked Saturday.
0: (laughs) I don't know what you guys are talking about with these little friends, but I'm thankful this isn't a video show.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, we should all be (laughs) thankful for a multitude of reasons that it's not a video show, mainly because uh, I've got a face and a voice for radio.
0: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you know, outside of the game, Another, I mean, we've really looked out a lot this season. Another beautiful day on the campus of the University of Southern Mississippi. It was, it was a, a great time seeing everybody out there. Um, Eagle Walk, the 2011 championship team was there. Some of them were mm-hmm. the same. Some of them didn't. Uh, but it was good to see everybody. Good to catch up with a few of them. Uh, Dominique, Tracy, uh, among others. Um, Fedora even came back, so the anteater was in full effect. So it was a, it was, it was really good to see all of them. And, and early in the game, when we were up, you could kind of see them getting a little wild in the end zone, in the other end zone over there. So that was, that was cool to see. But it was, it was really good to have them back. It was good to be back on campus as always. It was good to have them back on campus as well. And, and hey, yeah, the bobblehead was top notch. So shout out to everybody who played a hand in making that happen.
2: Fedora had still had that swagger walking through Eagle Walk too.
0: Yeah. It's like he had missed a beat. He was ready to go. Well,
2: those guys, you, you say some of them still all had taken play. You know, that's true, but good gosh, man. I know one reason we were so good back then, because like our team comes walking by and we've got some big guys. Uh, then those guys from, what is that, 10 years ago come walking through and they're, you know, just as bigger, bigger than all of our guys right now. <laughs> so um, it was fun to see those guys again. I'm glad they get to witness, you know, a little bit of that magic. And you know,
0: Jamie Collins was going at it in the uh, for the Patriots on on Sunday. He had made a big play, so he wasn't he wasn't even there for that. But most
3: of the that, team was there. It's good to see everybody. That interception he made was unreal, by the way, in the Patriots game this weekend. Did you see that? I did. I did. Yeah, most definitely. Bump, did you see it?
2: I did not. I saw I saw him blow up that screen pass.
3: Yeah, that was. Uh, cool too.
2: I, yeah, I didn't see the, I didn't see the pick.
3: But uh, so they're playing the Panthers and uh, Jamie's just like kind of in his linebacker slot, you know, just a, a few yard, yards off the line there. And quarterback for the Panthers rears back and throws one over the middle. Jamie just jumps up and catches it. Like right off the line. (laughs) That's like jumping up and catching a 95-mile-an-hour fastball like halfway between the pitcher and home plate. (laughs) It was absolutely insane. It got a lot of attention on social media. But, I mean, what a freakish athlete that guy is when he's wearing Southern Miss or a Patriots uniform. Um, When he went to the Browns and the Lions, he he didn't do a whole lot. But when that guy's in a Patriots uniform, he's an absolute animal.
2: He's the kind of like if he would have done that same thing, caught the pass and then done a like backward
3: somersault, like it wouldn't even have been shocking. That's how freakish she is. Athletic. Very agile for such a gigantic human being.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the Golden Eagles came out. I mean, just came out strong. 14 to nothing right out of the gate. Jason Brownlee. Uh, with a, with a terrific catch there in the end zone to, to start the game. And then Jay Stanley had a 55 yard interception return for a touchdown, a pick six. So we were sitting there 14 to nothing. And you're thinking, okay, we're, we're in this game. How, how you know, what's going to happen? Can we hold on? Can we, can we keep from making mistakes? And, uh, then North Texas went on to score 38 unanswered, unanswered <laughs> points to, to win the game 38 to 14, but it's, It's another one of those games where we kind of started, had a solid start, and then just kind of fell apart after the first quarter. And that's pretty much been what has happened uh, most
3: of these games this year. And the really surprising thing was the fact that North Texas just lined up and ran over our defense the entire game. Yeah. I mean, just uh, – I I don't remember the exact amount of rushing yards, but a disgusting amount of rushing yards. I mean, we just – I can normally find some positives in a game. I, I can't find a whole lot of positives about this past week. Um, yeah, it's, it just was was not good. Things aren't good. Things aren't getting better. Uh, we we need a solid recruiting class and another year of offseason program, and hopefully this will be better. They
0: had they had, <clears throat> we they had three hundred twenty one yards on the ground, and they also yeah. two hundred sixteen through the air. So. Yeah and they had 537 total yards we had 229 and yeah. and r- really you okay i yeah. you, <laughs> <laughs> um i That's really dry heaves over here i'm sorry you know and i think part of it was that our defense just couldn't get off the field you know i, I think that that also played a, a role in that i mean obviously they don't play great when you're giving up that many yards but i mean they they had almost uh They had about nine minutes more total possession than we did in the game. And that's being generous because, you know, we had a couple of what. They I think they had a couple of defensive touchdowns. Yeah, so we kind of, you know, especially right there at the end, we had a little more time of possession than that than that would lead you to believe. So, yeah, not our best outing. I mean, and I don't I don't like talking about the kids, because they really are out there trying. But this might be the worst Southern Miss team we've ever had.
2: Maybe so. <clears throat> and and I, I'm kind of like you. I don't, I don't even care to try and assign blame anymore. We've got issues, like, everywhere. Um, pick a spot of the football team and, you know. It's like when you look at Reed Green Coliseum. Like, hey, what do you think we should, like, fix first? Like, whatever, you know. Everything needs fixing. So, uh, but no, it did start off great. Had some bright moments, then just the same old, same old. The last three games of the year are basically going to be guys auditioning to to just keep their roster spot, really, and then the freshmen getting on the field, um, just kind of like some on the uh, on the uh, on the field practice, live bullets, if you will. So,
3: and I did see from Hall's uh, post game post post game presser that uh, we're down to sixty something scholarship athletes at this point in time. So uh, there, there will be plenty of room to use those 32 signees that we can bring in this year.
0: It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And, uh, you know, you moving forward, you wonder if that's going to be kind of the, until things get stable, is that kind of going to be the way things goes? And I guess, you know, with 32 people, it's a little bit easier to build back than it is with 25. But on the flip side of that, Everybody's going to have access to that 32 as long as they have eight people transfer out. So it's really going to be interesting to see how that affects recruiting and everything else moving forward. So, you know, we got three games left. Two of them could get ugly. Uh, I say the third won't, but we don't know. I didn't think this one was going to get as ugly as it got. <laughs> so the last game against FIU is one of those games that they're having – they're having a bad season too, even worse than North Texas. So, you know, fingers crossed. Maybe we can come out and have some fun in that game. But you know, this week, I hate, you hate to say it, but you, you got to be fair with the expectations. This week we're taking on an undefeated UTSA team. And I believe the line is up to 33 right now, which I would have never have expected us to be that much of an underdog to a team not named Alabama. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't even think the Alabama
0: it? was the Alabama line even that high. <laughs> uh,
3: it was close. Uh,
0: well, I thought you were going to
3: say, uh, I didn't see us being that big of a dog to a team that didn't exist 15 years ago. That would have been a valid <laughs> point too. But well that too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's
0: um, tra- you know, and Hey, they give it to them. man. They've, they played well. They went out and asked you tip the other day. So God bless them.
2: You know, I heard this is, I heard it on Fox uh, sports earlier on the Galib show. Well, they were talking about the. Uh, they are talking about Scott Frost, and, uh, and and what the guy said was that the re, you know they were talking about rebuilding, and we are we obviously in a rebuild. They're talking about the process of rebuilding, and he said, you know, in in the process of a full rebuild, you're going to lose by a whole lot, to begin with. Then you're going to lose by a little. Then you're going to win some by a little, and then you're going to win some by a lot if the full rebuild happens, right? And we kind of saw that with the with the Munkin thing. And we're damn sure nailing the first part of this. Uh, So um, hopefully we can um, inch our way closer next year. And if you are looking for a bright spot from Saturday, I mean, as bad as we played, we did somehow eke out a 14-7 halftime lead had a goal line stand right there. Right. Um, So if if you want to say, like, look, this is the worst team we could possibly have, it's nice to know the worst team possible can still be winning at halftime we've done that in a lot of games this year been in at half and then like jamie said just looks like the defense just finally you know just runs out of gas and the other team is still full throttle <laughs> uh yeah it just keeps playing out that way so i think it just is what it is and just got to uh just got to get through this year get as many good commitments as you can i know we're scouring the earth for offensive linemen not only in the mississippi ranks and juco ranks but outside of mississippi uh for offensive linemen, so
3: we need to um, be looking outside of the known universe, just <laughs> anywhere, anywhere that we could potentially bring in able-bodied offensive linemen. I mean, you know, and it, we went.
0: It, it's tough. It's tough when you when you go three of twelve on third down. I mean, that's you're you're not going to really you're going to have a tough time keeping your defense off the off the field when that's the case. And that's 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 really pretty. I mean, that's. Uh, you know, that's kind of like the stats on defense the past few years. We were a team that was holding teams on third down. And, and mm-hmm. now now we're that team. So the uh
2: the, the, the first and 30 play is, is one that sticks out to me or, or, or first and 30 uh, backed up on their own side. And, and I think that I think they got the first down on two plays. You know, stuff like that just kind of seems to always happen. We talk about these catastrophic moments that our team has, and the second half was just filled with them. That that, that that was an off-tackle run that went for like 60 untouched to the house. Yeah. It's, um, you know, not just, that good, this- just, just, just really poor defensive play in the second half. And I think a lot of it was just due to,
3: you know, damn, we've been out here forever. And the
2: other part's probably just, what do you want us to do? You know, we can't we can't do everything. The offense has got to participate.
3: Not that this had an effect on the game at all, but an interesting tidbit from this game. Austin Armstrong and North Texas uh, starting quarterback were born two months apart.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. You talk about own. Yeah, uh, I think he was yeah. like, well, did he play like minor league
3: baseball or something? I think so. He went yeah, he's to... 28 and. So is Armstrong. So yeah, that, I just thought that I can't remember who tweeted that out, uh, but I saw that during the game and I was like, that's some crazy four letter word stuff right there.
0: That is definitely interesting. Well, I don't really want to dive into uh, There's no reason to really talk about this week. I mean, I know we're a Southern oh. Miss show. What?
3: One thing to mention, though. Yeah. Way, way, way less false start penalties this week. Yeah, that's a that's a, yeah. That's my positive I'm taking out of the game. And we'll the crowd,
2: it. the crowd was actually better than I was
3: expecting. Absolutely, there were more people at our game than were at UAB's game in their brand new stadium playing God, Louisiana how Tech. Yeah, so. yeah, we'll that, take that, it. You, you know that
2: that was pretty bad. It wasn't quite as bad as what happened to UTEP, uh, but <laughs> I'm sure glad we didn't have to put up with any of that. You guys saw that, right? The
3: UTEP aftermath.
0: The tailgate, Uh, the the outside tailgate. Yeah, kind of a
3: little wild out there. Not quite like that seems to be a running theme at UTEP games. So I've I've seen uh, a video of of people up in the mountains there overlooking the stadium uh, in similar situations. I mean, uh, maybe El Paso is just a hot and steamy place, man. People (laughs) just be getting down wherever they want to get down. I mean,
0: it was (laughs) it was it was it it wasn't like Astro World tough. But it was it was like it was rough out there. Man. Goodness. It was it was oh, pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty like glass everywhere. Um, people getting busy in the back of a pickup truck. Um,
2: it was yes. a situation where like whenever I see these situations now, I think about like, you know, if like if we went to the game, we're leaving. after. I'm assuming that was right after the game. It looked like uh, it was after the game. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I was like walking back to our, you know, our our car with the fam, I mean,
3: that's dangerous. Well, Jack uh, can't see that that high in the back of a pickup truck. I'm not talking about that. Just the rest of just the, you know, just the hoopla that was going uh, on.
2: Well, I was just gonna say. I mean, of course, the rest on the in the back and keep of all the walking. Truck. Right.
0: <laughs> so this so week,
2: hoopla. this
0: week's game, uh, Southern Miss taking on the undefeated University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. That game this Saturday, November the 13th at 2:30 p.m. If you'd like to watch it, you can catch it on ESPN plus. So they're big favorites in this game. Pro I don't know if we've ever been more of an underdog in a conference USA game. I think that's a that would be an interesting stat to check out. But uh yeah. So yeah,
2: not, they're, not, they're 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 really, really good. Hadn't lost a game. Their quarterback's really good, very efficient. They might have the best running back in the league, might have the best wide receiver in the league. And they score like 45 points a game.
3: So, yeah. Well, sands through the hourglass. These are the days of our lives.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the best idea I've heard all night.
0: Yeah. So, expectations are probably pretty low. I I'd, I'd hope we, you know, I think it's just a matter of waiting off the clock on the season before it's, it, there'd be uh, as much optimism. I hope, uh, you know, fingers crossed for that last game against FIU. You know, we could use something good happening. Fingers crossed that we're able to put something together in that game. We'll see. No, if,
1: that's I my
2: prop, if I had a prop bet for you guys, and I said the number is the over uh, over under is eighteen thousand people at the uh, at the game for this weekend. Would you take the over or the under?
3: Actual people
2: or tickets? Actual sold.
3: people. Actual under. People. Under. I,
0: I don't. Know. Know. I'm not going to take any bets involving Southern Miss and you. You bet against Golden Eagles and you keep racking up your win total.
3: And um, <laughs> so, well, this week this
0: week
2: is a, is a lot more difficult with 33 points.
3: There's and a special is, spot yeah. in Golden Eagle Hell for you, Jason Bailey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I always, you know, I I, I I think I always qualify my answer and saying like I would love to do this, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm a sound mm-hmm. mind. And uh you just you just can't.
3: You can qualify up. all you want, but you still bet against the Eagles. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, buckle up. Here we go. <laughs>
3: all right. So
0: let's let's move on and let's actually talk about the bets this week. But before we get to that, shout out to BetUS. Bet with a three de- Bet with the three decade leader BetUS. Join now with a one hundred and twenty five percent bonus by using our promo code tttt one two five. Or if you use crypto, you get a 200% bonus. Use our promo code TTTT200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet you win, you get paid. Bet us So as far as the picks go for this week, well, for last week, it was a little bit better of a week for everybody. Still nothing earth shattering. Shane had the best record of the week with six and four. Jason was five and five, and I was five and five as well. So the, for the totals on the season, I'm still in the caboose, 41 and 59 on the season. Shane in second place, 44 and 56. Jason still with the lead at 47 and 53. Getting closer so, every week, Bob. Getting closer every. <laughs> they moved up one, so you're you're Well, back I've only three gotten games. three
2: right in the last two weeks. So wait, what? I'm, 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 I said I've only gotten three right in the last two weeks. Right? They got two wins last week
0: and the no, last win. Week. Last week you had one right.
2: Yeah, and the week before they got two.
0: The week before you had four. Oh, and, this, and this week you had five. So I guess technically you are averaging about three a week. Keep
3: that average up. Betting's hard. Yeah. The more, the more football I get to watch, the better idea I have what's going on. This, the early season stuff really messes me up. I go off of what the writers say. That's never right. And it just it messes me up and I think and I, I accidentally half a like season one, catching up.
2: I accidentally had one kick ass week. And the, and and you guys I like had a had a bad week that week. And I've just been that's that's been my lead the entire year. <laughs> I think other than the one week, we've been dead even.
0: Well hey, let's Come get it for it all. Let's let's get it started this week. So the first game is a Sunbelt game south alabama and appalachian state jason do you want to give us your pick
2: yeah so this this spread is just crazy um and this is actually a game that i would like to check out it's uh it's in boone Uh, so the atmosphere should be awesome every time i ever flip on a game that's in boone it looks like the atmosphere is really cool um but that is just too much too much points for me 22 and a half is is just a gigantic amount which uh, uh, I've seen South Alabama and I just can't imagine a scenario where where uh, came on my defense would would allow
3: that so I'm taking south not so fast my friend <laughs> I fully think that last week I went with south, south Alabama I thought they'd go into Troy and pull the upset. And, and walk away there going into this week app states too much for them uh the 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 mountaineers of the class the sunbelt uh you know i say that but uh a rematch between them and louisiana the cajuns uh is very interesting at this point in time but coming full circle back to the pick app state runs away with this one they absolutely beat that spread i'm going with the mountaineers
0: I think I'm going with the Mountaineers as well. Uh, South Alabama also breaking in a new quarterback this week. So uh, Appalachian State's just been too Appalachian Appalachian. I don't care, whatever it is. They do,
3: they do. It's just as touchy as the Louisiana Lafayette stuff. So the Appalachian Appalachian
0: Appalachian State uh, <laughs> is going to be is going to be my pick this week. <laughs> All right, next game we've got the Raging Cajuns. Our six and a half point favorites at
2: Troy. So Troy's run one uh, six, no ten straight uh, Sun Belt games, and this is another cool matchup that I that I really can't wait to see. You know, I just can't wait to be a part of this league, dude. Like, oh, I'm I'm so much more interested in these games than I am the Conference USA games. Um, I like Troy. Um, but I just think the Cajuns are better, and I'm just gonna call them Lafayette. You know, they, they don't like the word Lafayette. Lafayette's a cool ass word. I'm gonna leave off Louisiana because Louisiana Lafayette sounds kind of stupid, and I'll totally get away from you la la because I understand how that can be uh, a negative connotation. But I'm just going to Lafayette from now on. So, um, so I will take Lafayette to win by more than a touchdown.
3: Uh, I, I'm with you on the pick. I, I think the Cajuns, uh, they're really good. Uh, are, are going to win this by more than a touchdown. Um, I still don't understand why they get so upset about the mention of their city. It is part of the university name. Uh, it's a cool town, great food, fun place. I, I, I mean, I guess we can talk about this every week between now and 2023, but uh, I, I don't understand why they get so mad at it. I mean, they embrace it. It's, it's cool, but I'm going with the Cajuns you know i'm going to go with the cajuns as
0: well they've been on a roll now you know troy took care of business with south alabama last week but yeah i think that i think there's a reason why the raging cages are ranked right now and i'm going to go with them up next western kentucky is an 18 and a half point
2: favorite at rice uh, yeah so i mean rice damn near 20 point dog um i don't i just don't see that happening uh, it, that being said if anybody could do it uh, it would be somebody like Western that can just put up all the points in the world. Uh, that being said, I think Rice is too solid, and I will take
3: Rice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go on the flip side of you with this one. Uh, Western Kentucky and your boy, Zap Bailey. Bailey Zap. Bailey Zappy. Zap, Zappy. Whatever we figured his name was by the end of the season, it's not what we've said for the most part. Um, <laughs> I think that. Rice doesn't have the horses to keep up with their offense. What's the spread again?
0: The spread is 18 and a half.
3: I appreciate you going through all the effort to put that email together, Jamie, that I don't pay attention to. (laughs) Um, 18, yeah, I'm going with Western Kentucky.
0: I am going to go with Western Kentucky as well. They've just been, uh, you know, I I think Rice, Rice can be sneaky at times, but I think Western's just more capable of, putting points on the board. They've played a really tough schedule, which is kind of make them, makes them look a little bit uh, less than in, in that regard. So up next, we've got the Charlotte 49ers and the Louisiana Tech um, Bulldogs.
2: <clears throat> so I still think that Louisiana Tech is better than their record shows. Um, it's in Ruston at the gym. Um La tech this year has been absolutely horrible against the spread um but I'm just gonna take them anyway because uh, I think that uh, I think that they'll probably I think they have a chance to run away with this one but who knows it's tech so they can always tech but I'm gonna take uh we'll take the home team so I'll go with Louisiana Tech
3: um yeah tech at six and a half at home over Charlotte
1: uh,
3: I'm gonna go with the Bulldogs on this one too it's uh, Charlotte's got a decent squad, not great. Louisiana Tech's fumbling over themselves this year, but uh, I think after the trip to Ruston, Tech goes away with a win, and it's less than a touchdown spread. So Bulldogs.
0: I am going to go with the 49ers here. I think uh,
3: you know Louisiana
0: Tech has been sneaky on and off this year. Uh, I'm going to just go with I'm going to go with Charlotte on this one, and and uh, say so the 49ers are going to cover the 6.5. Up next, we have FIU and Middle Tennessee State University. Middle 10 is a 10-point favorite in this game.
2: I tried to go with FIU last week. Um, Apparently, I mean, I know how bad that I thought that they were. Apparently, they're probably even worse than I thought. Um, They're actually 0-10 in their last uh, 10 road trips. It's in Murfreesboro,
3: um, Murfreesboro.
2: Murfreesboro is the stupidest word. a stupid field and stupid unis. I don't even like their coach, but I'll take middle anyway because FIU is just that bad.
3: Stupid school. No stupid fans. I don't know why it exists. Nobody cares. Go away, Mutsu. No, nobody cares if you exist or not, but I'm picking you this week, Mutsu.
0: I'm picking them as well. And you know something funny, uh, a tidbit today on Twitter you know the the chatter has been that Middle and Western Kentucky were going to go to the MAC, but Middle Ten with the cold feet there, so you really want to dial it in. Yeah, stick around in conference USA. See how that goes.
3: Middle with the the cold feet to make the move to the MAC.
0: That was the yeah. <laughs> that was what <laughs> gathered. <laughs> Let me see if I can
3: find it. Uh, Stick with Judy and Conference USA and see where that gets you, although nobody cares already. So I guess it wouldn't wouldn't matter. Uh, Again, you had one fan. You had one fan that was very vocal on Twitter and he quit on you like two years ago. Shut it down. Okay, here's the so
0: here's the tweet from Brett McMurphy uh, with the Action Network. He said no final decision on Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee to the Mac. But sources told the Action Network the move depends on if Middle Tennessee State will go. If so. The Mac will add both. If MTSU stays in Conference USA, the Mac would wouldn't like likely wouldn't invite only WKU sources said MTSU hang up is financially motivated. The source
2: said. Oh, man. Western's like, don't screw this up for me, Bernice.
3: <laughs> yeah, No kidding. If you're a Western, do you if Middle Tennessee blocks you and makes you stay in Conference USA, do you just go and burn their campus down? I don't see how you don't. Not that aluminum's flammable, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's the is it like the, the Moonshine Trail or some wacky rivalry name they've got going on there? Hundred Miles of Hate. Hundred Miles
2: of Hate? Okay, well. Is that what it
3: is? It is. It's actually a pretty solid name. It is. They're only a hundred miles apart. Bowling Green, yeah. Kentucky, and Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You know, I know we're gonna get the rest of these town. picks,
2: but uh, have we? Did we ever hit on what the possible rivalry name for Southern Miss and uh, South Alabama is gonna be? Mm, you got it As much as I hate to admit it, Patrick McGee freaking nailed it with the shrimp bowl.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> you a know great what? name. It's perfect. But I'm finding. Patrick McGee, M- M- not Mickey, M- Muggy, Muggy. We got to be clear when we're talking about Patrick McGee is here. He's a lot more stomachable now that he's not a Southern Miss Beat writer. Right. I you know, totally agree. I will
0: say this about that rivalry, though. You have to, some, we got to win for it to be a rivalry. You know? Very
2: good
3: point. <laughs> we got to beat That's him in true. something. Right uh, now, we're just their uh, B word.
0: Yeah, it's not. It has been fun the past you know, past year. Or so, um, all right. Then we've got FAU at Old Dominion. FAU, a six and a half point favorite.
2: Yeah, I don't claim to be an expert, uh, but I've seen both of these teams play. And it looks like FAU could just run away with it to me. So I'll take FAU.
3: Yeah, uh, the Owls are the better team in this matchup. And with the point spread being as low as it is, I'm definitely going with uh, Kiffin's ex-wife. <laughs> I'm going with
0: FAU as well. Old Dominion has, uh, has not been the, very kind to of me this year, and so it will continue. Uh, UAB is at Marshall. Marshall is a five-point favorite.
2: Both teams six and three. Uh, overall both teams four and one in the conference it's in huntington and games like this i would expect that place to be rocking um you know i i hope that marshall wins and i'm pulling for them to win and but but i think it's going to be a really really close game so i think that marshall might still win it but uh even though it's not a huge spread it's just enough for to make me take uab
3: uh, my thoughts and feelings are exactly the same as what you just said. So, to make up ground on you, I'm going with Marshall uh, because it's. Uh, I feel like it's a well matched up game. Uh, I don't know which way it's going to go, but I'm going to hope the third comes, uh, the third, the herd comes through and, and takes one from you for me. I am going to go
0: with uh, the Blazers on this one. Um, I think it'll be a a, a tough battle. And I don't know why I'm picking them, but I am. Then we have UTEP at North Texas. UTEP is a one-point favorite. I
2: had to time out my uh, my crack there,
3: like uh, like Shane does thumping.
2: Can oh, I get sure this is? Can I get sure this says
3: crack? Uh, that's a whole different thing, <laughs> though. Bob. That's a whole different um, context is key. We could. <laughs> um.
2: So, UTEP versus Texas. Um, in my opinion, UTEP is better. It's it's, it's at Apogee, Sta- Apogee Stadium. Is that how you say that?
3: Apogee? I believe so. I believe it's Apogee.
2: Apogee Stadium, which is actually a pretty cool stadium. But I really don't think that it's going to make a difference, especially this year. Nobody likes their team over there. Everybody hates their coach. Um, UTEP by probably at least 10 points. I'll take UTEP.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um I think UTEP beats the dollar store Stone Cold Steve Austin's – no, not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who's Seth Luttrell? No, Littrell you're Littrell? right. Oh, Stone Cold went
0: there, but Seth Luttrell looks like a roided out Sean Hannity. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, Dollar Store Hannity is what I was going with, not uh, Stone Cold. But that uh, the drunken mental pathways in my brain did go back and connect Stone, Stone Cold. So there we have that. Um, yeah, UTEP. UTEP's the better squad, although uh, UNT came in and made us look stupid. That doesn't change the fact that they're still not a good football team, and uh, I'm going to go with the Miners. You know, I've been going
0: with the Miners, but they've been calling it kind of falling flat on me lately, and I kind of feel like North Texas has a little bit of momentum, even though some of it came against us. Um, I think uh, North Texas kind of seems to kind of be hitting a little bit of a stride. I'm going to go with North Texas in this one. Then we've got – the game of the week, Southern Miss, a 33-point underdog at UTSA.
2: <clears throat> so, unfortunately, uh, this one's probably going to get ugly. Um, I mean, maybe they take us lightly and we hang around until halftime, which we've done a lot this year. Um, but they're just miles better than we are right now. Um <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, even our defense that, that we could hang our hat on for a while seems like they've kind of hit the wall. <sighs> Man, I just, you know, 33 is so many points that I think I'm going to take Southern Miss, just kind of hoping that we hang around till halftime and maybe we're down 25 or 30 and they completely just pump the brakes. Um, so I'm going to take
3: Southern Miss. I have. Absolutely zero faith that we're going to beat the spread, but I'm not going to go against the Eagles. So I'm taking Southern Miss. I'm glad Jason did just so he doesn't take a game from me. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I do
2: not feel – I don't feel great about the pick whatsoever.
0: Never give up. I'm taking Southern Miss in this one uh, with the points, of course. Uh, Then we have the over-under in this game, a little bit higher than the totals have been recently for the Golden Eagles. The over-under in this game, 54-and-a-half.
2: So high, and I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm going to take the over because if I if, if we actually do put up a fight, um, it's probably going to be over. And if we completely lay an egg, it might be over also.
3: So I'm going to take the over. Man, I, mean, I I hate to say this, but UTSA may score 54-and-a-half by themselves. Um, this – spread is 33 and the math just just doesn't work out if they say we're going to do 54 that's they're saying that we would score 21 points no that's not true so because if if they scored 33 and we scored 21 then they would have to score 54 to beat the spread i mean hell that may be the case but we're not scoring 21 points i'm gonna bump what you go with I went with the over. Yeah. I I I mean, we may only score seven on the first drive of the game and then never score again, but they're gonna score a lot. I'm going with the over two. So you're gonna go with the over two? Okay.
0: I am yeah. going to take the under. I uh fifty four and a mm. half is a lot. Um, if you mentioned the golden eagles, I don't know what the, let's see what the implied total is, but outside of the one FCS game against Grambling, Southern Miss has not scored more than 19 points in a game this year. I had the, when we were up 14 and we were kind of driving, I had the tweet in my queue. Getting ready to tweet the 21 points are the most the golden eagles have scored in an FBS game this
2: season.
1: <laughs>
0: I had that tweet in the queue, ready to go in the drafts and, uh, never hit send on it. So I will not be drafting any tweets in regards to the score from here on out, but I'm going to take the under in this game. 54 and a half is a lot. I, 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 don't, we haven't scored, uh, 20 yet. So you're, you're looking at, gosh, I don't think they expect this. I wonder what the implied total is in this game. That's interesting. Let's see if I can get some kind of.
2: You know, I, like Shane said, if if the, if the if the if the if the final score if you if he told me right now it could be like thirty three to twenty one, I think I'd take it right now. So
0: this this one site has us at like predicted score of forty point two to eleven point six. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's fair.
2: That sounds like a little bit more than we'll probably score.
0: (laughs) So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, so there you have it, the picks of the week. Now let's move on to a different sport. It is, as of this recording, it is not basketball season yet, but as of tomorrow, basketball season will begin for the Golden Eagles and the Lady Eagles as well. The first game was an exhibition the other night with Delta State. Jason, was live on the scene. The Golden Eagles coming away with a 68 to 60 victory.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, you can you could obviously tell that we want to try to go fast uh, this year, and and we look we, we're big. You know, we look more like a team, like a Division One team. Uh, I know in the past we've kind of we, we've we've joked that we didn't look like a Division One team, and we didn't for quite a while. We kind of look like one now. It just looks like we're still trying to find our footing. Still can't shoot. You know, I, I, and look, I've seen one practice this year and one game, so obviously I'm an expert. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what go what, what happens tomorrow night. I, I think we have some more pieces to the puzzle. I like number four a whole lot. He came off the bench, uh, Bolden. We'll we'll see what happens with him. Um, but uh, we well, do yeah. have
3: auditions for a new favorite player.
2: Yeah, that is true. Because because uh, Drano. Is Gonzo. Um I'm and dude, I'm leaning towards number four. I mean, not that I don't like Tyler Stevenson. I don't like him chunking it up from thirty feet like he did the other day, you know, but you know, Coach Leitner's kind of taking the uh taking the reins off and and um and you know, we haven't had shooters. So as a coach, you can't just tell him like, you know what, fire it up from any where. because that's just a recipe for disaster. So we try to do it the other way and we stayed in some games and when it comes down to it we just couldn't put the ball in the hole. Um, the last couple of years, I hope that that's not the case this year, and I do not think it will be. Isaiah Moore is a difference maker; he's the best player on the team. We'll probably go as far as as, as he'll take us. Um, the two point guards, Mo Arnold and uh, and Napper, um, along with my boy Bolden, um, I, I think can make a huge difference. Dishing it out to Pierre and to um, to Tay Hardy. Uh, and then, you know, and then you got Pinkney, right? Pinkney still, I mean, I, after mentioning all those other guys, Pinkney at the end of the day might be the best player on the team too. So we've got a bunch of a bunch of pieces that the other night just did not work out. Delta State ran that, like, Princeton-style offense and they had some backdoor cuts and just – and I understand that that kind of gives even the best teams trouble. Um, that being said, you know, we got Kerry tomorrow night. And it can be done. Uh, they, 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 they can beat us. We've seen it happen twice, and I wanted to puke both times. Talk um, so, and, and, and look, they're good. They're good. Their coach is awesome. You know, they're right across. It's I, I went most of my lifetime thinking it was a physical impossibility, but it's not. So I hope that we show up tomorrow. If we do, then it'll be a 30-point win, and all will be well within the city of Hattiesburg. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not a foregone conclusion because – I'm still just not sold on on us shooting the basketball into the basketball goal.
3: So it's a big part of that game. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Pinkney with uh, 20 points in the game the other night. Uh the Golden Eagles only shot um got to check my notes here. I just had it up. 38.6 um in the, in, the, in the percentage from the from the floor the other night. So yeah, definitely had some, some
2: cool like a uh, fast break like three passes dunks type of thing. Yeah, Yeah. I had some pretty good clips on uh, social media with that. Yeah, so you can tell it's there. You can tell what they've been working on. And, you know, if you can start knocking down some shots, man, it's going to be a hell of a time up in Reed Green Coliseum. Um, But all the coach can do is get you in the spot and give you a wide-open shot, man. you got to knock it down. Isaiah Moore, as you mentioned, uh, had 11
0: points and 14 rebounds, so a double-double, even though it was an exhibition, his first game in for the Golden Eagles. So the next game, tomorrow night, as of this recording, which is Tuesday night, November the 9th, 7 p.m. at Reed Green Coliseum. It says TV on TV. You guys know how that goes. So if you're in the Hattiesburg area, <laughs> come on and check out the game. Golden Eagles playing at 7 p.m., this Tuesday night, also in action um, tomorrow or whenever you're listening, would might be today. The uh, Lady Eagles. Now, let's talk about their exhibition game last week. I think we mentioned it on the show. last. Did we mention it on the show last week? We did. Uh, OK, 109 to 18. Just absolutely ravaged the Southeastern Baptist uh, looks like horses. I don't know what their mascot is, (laughs) but they are playing uh, Lady Eagles also taking a William Carey tomorrow. That's Tuesday, November 9th at 11 a.m. at Reed Green Coliseum. So you have the usual doubleheader at Reed Green, but you got a little bit of a break barring any kind of massive delay uh, to happen. So (laughs) um, you should be able to go. 27 overtime game. 27 overtime game. You can't have a lightning delay, I don't think. Um, I don't know what kind of delay you could have indoors, but – you know, the, the, the ceiling at re-grain can be a little leaky, I'm sure. So that could be a thing. We'll see what happens. But anyways, two games tomorrow, and college basketball is now underway. Jason, you ventured out to the baseball scrimmage as well.
2: So, yeah, so I did. Uh, I took in a scrimmage. Um, I wanted to see um, – I, I picked a good one to go to um, because the one of the main guys that I wanted to see was the – The pitcher from Delta State that came in, and I cannot think of his name off the top of my head right now. Um, Jeremy (laughs) McClain. No, hold on. Let me find it. While
0: while you're doing that, let me mention this. Uh So so the Southern Miss baseball team announced Monday that it is having the uh, 2021 Breast Cancer Awareness Fall World Series, which consists of a best-of-seven-game series starting this Friday, November the Twelfth. Basically, there's a team black and a team gold made up of the Southern Miss players. Uh, it's going to start this Friday, November 12th at 4.15 p.m. Then there's games on Saturday, then Monday the 15th, Tuesday the 16th, Thursday the 18th, Friday the 19th, and then on Sunday the 21st if necessary. So those last few games are actually if necessary. So this is a best-of-seven series between
2: Southern Miss Black and Southern Miss Gold this Friday kicking off. Hunter Riggins is the guy's name that I was could not uh, find in my brain there, but uh, he looked he looked the part. He's a graduate transfer from Delta State, but I think he was the best pitcher on their team. Um, and you know, after losing our Friday and Saturday guy last year, uh, he's definitely going to be a guy that could possibly uh, step into that Friday role. I think he looked awesome. He looked polished. Um, he you know throws hard, but not like crazy. He's not like Blake We Hunt or or Tyler Stewart. He's throwing like 97 miles per hour, but he's more like a, uh, I don't know. Um, anyway, he's 88, 92, somewhere in right in there. and Throws it for strikes like every time it comes out of his hand. So got to see him Chandler best through the ball. Good. Uh, our, our, our shortstop Dickerson got in the game, actually gave up a bomb to, uh, to McGillis. Um, but still, I mean, you know, he's throwing mid nineties. So lots of, uh, Lots of positives. I, I think that that Slade Wilkes has started swinging about bat a little bit better. He hit a, a home run the other day and had four RBIs and in a scrimmage. So, you know, um, it, it's it's weird watching your guys play against your guys, but there's nothing better, man. I think we have I think we have better fan support on that day, which is a Sunday free scrimmage, than a lot of these other CSA teams. So, it was it was cool to be back out there. Uh, I can't wait to watch a little bit more. Both the Montenegro brothers are out there, right? That's pretty cool. Um, I saw, you know, Gabe in the box one time with his brother catching. That's just got to be a cool moment. So it was neat, and and I'm got and I'm, I'm especially got to uh, especially glad I got to watch uh, Riggins throw a little bit, and he was highly impressive.
0: We we did mention on the top of the show, but that was my intention, Shane. Uh, we get into uh, your weekly update but what what a week last week for the lady Eagle
3: lady eagle soccer program yeah man it's cool everybody knows you hate women um, oh jeez. so yeah I, <laughs> uh, melissa complains about it all the time she's like my misogynistic husband um so it's it's no surprise um it's you know what can we do at this point in time bump we've been working on him forever all
0: right. Well, you could tell us about the soccer games if you want to
3: get started on it. Uh, yeah, sure. That's what we were talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, big week for the late Eagle soccer team. Uh, Three matches uh, since we last uh, talked. Uh, starting on Wednesday, the third, uh, they faced uh, Florida Atlantic down there in Boca in the Conference USA quarterfinals. The Lady Eagles go away victorious from that match, two to one. Uh, Blessing Kingsley and Samantha Stig- uh, Stiglmayr. She does a dance, evidently, called the Stiggle Wiggle, uh, which I've seen from <laughs> social media when she scores. Uh, I haven't seen any videos of the Stiggle Wiggle. But, uh, you know, uh, she's going to be around for a little while. Hopefully we'll see that. Uh, and then following that match on Friday, uh, the 5th, in the semifinals, the Lady Eagles faced UAB, also winning that match 2-1. to one. Kendall Midnick uh, became the winningest keeper in Southern Miss history with 31 wins after winning that match. Uh, Ariel Diaz and Madison Flamia scored uh, the two goals for the ladies in the semifinals that put the ladies forward to the Conference USA championship match this past Sunday, November the 7th, where unfortunately they lost to Old Dominion zero to one. Jamie, I know you watch this game. I'll watch this game. It was on ESPN plus uh, just unfortunate conditions. Uh, I, there were 20 to 25 mile an hour wins. The entire match, which just kind of uh, made it, if you didn't have the wind to your back, it was it was almost an impossible scenario. Uh, Unfortunately, Old Dominion uh, had a nice set piece where they they kicked it in and and got a header right in the corner of the goal that beat Kendall for the only score of the match. But uh, a hard fought game Uh, two years in a row, the Lady Eagles fall in the Conference USA Championship game. Uh, still a program on the rise. Exciting to see where they go. Uh, Jamie, having watched the match, uh, even though you're a woman hater, um, what'd you think, man? It's proud, man. Proud of the proud of the fight. I mean,
0: early they were getting the shots on the goal. They just weren't going in. So yeah, uh, that,
3: that's absolutely the case. I mean, I, I still think even at the end of the game, we had more shots on goal. They just happened to get that that one. Header that squeaked in. Kendall even got fingertips on it. It just wasn't enough to keep it out of the net. So uh, that probably ends the Lady Eagles' season. Uh, Old Dominion will probably be the only postseason bid out of Conference USA. Uh, it's it's unfortunate, but uh, lots of young talent on that team, and Coach Mo has got this program just building and building. So uh, here's to hoping that 2022. Uh, brings home conference US, or uh southern Miss's soccer uh first conference usa championship so, um so last year they were in a championship game too right mm-hmm. they yeah they fell to rice who's a, a perennial soccer power last hmm.
2: year soccer you
3: yeah man that's uh, a really good <laughs> team i really hope uh it's it's still kind of embarrassing that there's no lights over there on the uh the track and soccer complex with how well both of those, those programs are doing. Uh, some, I, I don't know if it's, it's been released news, but there's some potential upgrades going to be happening in the not-too-distant future as soon as we can get some material off of some cargo ships uh, going on to Pete Taylor Park and maybe they can take uh, what what's going on at Pete Taylor now and purchase some poles and, and light up the track and soccer complex. Um, won't say any more to that because people don't like when we talk about things before anybody with a blue check mark mentions it. So we won't, <laughs> we won't talk any more about that, but we, we have our pulse or our finger on the pulse of Eagle nation. We know what's going on. Um, Blogger. so, um, yeah, we're just, we're just some simple bloggers over here. Um, but, that's uh, you know teasing a little bit about what's to come at Pete Taylor Park, but hopefully they, they can uh, get something done for lighting up the, the, the soccer complex over there because it's a little embarrassing that we've been to the Conference USA Championship game two years in a row, but uh, if it gets too dark, we can't play soccer in Hattiesburg so uh all that said uh fantastic season ladies uh very proud of that program Uh, and again lots of young talent coming back losing some key pieces uh ariel diaz uh kendall midnick uh are are both seniors that i know off the top of my head they're they're going to be tough to to lose but um got some really strong freshmen and young talent and and uh Blessing Kingsley, I believe, is maybe only a sophomore. So, lots, lots of talent coming back. Uh, definitely a program on the rise that, that deserves our support. Um, moving on from soccer, uh, volleyball was in action uh, Thursday, the fourth. They fell two to three at Alabama State. Uh, that pushes the ladies to 11 and 16, uh, and done with the Conference USA slate at 3 and 9. They do have another match this fall, uh, Wednesday the 10th. They will be at Clemson. Uh, so beach volleyball was in action this past Saturday the 6th at the Rally BVC tournament in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, they, had eight duos uh, compete, each played three sets. It's kind of a, a, a fall uh, kind of scrimmage type situation. They don't report a whole lot from them. But the other teams involved were Georgia State, Chattanooga, UAB, LSU, and Tulane. Uh, this has been the second fall exhibition tournament that the ladies uh, have been able to Participate in this is the first time in program history that they've been able to take advantage of these fall matches, Um, and this leads up to uh, one more fall tournament at Tulane on the 21st, and then the spring schedule actually starts in February. Uh, Then, women's golf uh, is currently playing at the Mercer Invitational, uh, the Brickyard Golf Club in Macon, Georgia. After the first two rounds uh, today, Monday the 8th, the Lady Eagles sit six out of 11 uh, with a round to complete on Tuesday the 9th. Let me flip my page here. Hard to do when I got a glass of whiskey in one hand. All right. Uh, Men's tennis was supposedly competing in the Battle on the Bayou Invitational at the University of New Orleans in Louis uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, this past weekend. Uh, but the UNO site says that their teams were at West Florida, and I couldn't find anything uh, about results, so those matches didn't happen. But the women's tennis teams were in action uh, Friday and Saturday, the fifth and sixth, at the Raging Cajuns Invitational in Lafayette. Uh, the women's teams con- finished a combined 15 and 17 in singles and doubles action. Uh, Alyssa Richter swept her singles bracket by beating uh, players from Nichols State, Tulane, and Louisiana. And then the doubles team of Ibru Zeynep yazgin and Richter went 3-0 over teams from Tulane and Nichols. Uh, all six ladies playing finished at 500 500 and above for the weekend so a nice weekend tournament down there in lafayette located in the great state of louisiana that has a university (laughs) that would be the university of louisiana at lafayette uh so next the uh women's tennis team starts their spring season in january Uh, Cross Country will be going at it this week. They'll be participating in the uh, NCAA South Regional and Huntsville, Alabama. That race takes place on Friday the 12th. And uh, that wraps it up. All right. So uh,
0: interesting week in Southern Miss Athletics. Let's talk a little shout outs. But Jason, you had a little ring-a-ding-ding this past week.
2: A little ring-a-ding-ding? What did I do? Oh, When I rang the bell. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was just as surprised by you mentioning that uh, as I was (laughs) when I was actually supposed to ring the bell because I thought um, that you rang the bell like when you're cancer-free, right? So um, I uh, it's my first bout with the cancer. And last. um, Yes. Uh, So anyway, I just finished my normal thing, and I was headed out the door. My wife actually came with me to that visit. Just because it's the last one, and you know I don't know any questions to ask, and she does, so she went with me just in a happenstance she might be able to ask a few questions. So luckily she was there, so she could video it. But several people were like, "Dude, you don't even look enthused." I'm like, "I didn't know I was gonna do it. I was just walking out the door," and they were like, "Ring the bell." There's other people in the lobby, (laughs) you know, they're about to go get their treatment. And so they were clapping, and then everybody was clapping. So I had to bring this bill. It, it was a nice moment. I appreciated it, but you aren't fully out of the woods until you're five months—I mean, five years—cancer-free. Uh, so, but no, it was, it was a cool moment, and those guys do a great job over there. We, you know, I'm so glad that we live in a city where, where that has one of those treatment centers. But, so I didn't have to get up every morning and drive somewhere else to go do it. But and that one's like literally right next to the house. I could walk there. But um, so yes i did have a little ring and ding ding um and it was cool
0: and, for the it was cool an eagle walk could the coaches come out and give you a hug and and and
2: yeah send well wishes uh, and all the good stuff i know and, and uh, it, you know each time um i've had one of these little facebook posts or or whatever or just random times uh specifically coach hall and coach armstrong have both reached just send me text messages you know just Kind of wishing me well, and, uh, and and lots of other people also. But that's—I'd be lying if that wasn't this sp- extra special moment for me uh, when you know you get these these guys that I look up to and they're kind of lead the, the team that I love and, and and enjoy watching so much. So I appreciated that very much, and and that's also that, that's kind of like one of the reasons that I you know I think they're gonna get this thing turned around. They just they just care too much about everything. So. I just can't imagine a scenario where those guys will not be successful, uh, especially at a place like Southern Miss. So can't wait to see it happen.
0: You have any shout outs Um, from the weekend?
2: Yeah. So a few shout outs real quick, uh, ran into, to coach, uh, Dane Conrad from back in my high school coaching days, um, at North forest high school, uh, saw him at the game and caught up a little bit. um, Wesley Dickens and I got to play golf, uh, and, and we were paired with uh, Jay and Chase Neal for the uh, Sigma Chi golf outing on Friday. Uh, talked to those guys um, uh, a, a lot, and, and they listened to the show, so that was that was really cool. And there's tons of other people, honestly, that, that this function I had to go to downtown. They kept coming up and giving compliments to the podcast. And number one, I can't remember remember, remember everybody. And number two is just too many of them to, to name. So um, my next shout-out goes to the Kinneys. All of the Kinneys were in the house, including the newest member, Angela. So it was, it was nice to see all of them. And all the farmers were in the house as well, making that trip up from the North Shore. And my last shout-out is to the good doctor. Dr. Thomas Royal's birthday is tomorrow. So that is Tuesday the 9th. Um, So if you see Dr. Royals, uh, you probably have a broken bone or something, and he's fixing it, or you just know the guy. So tell him happy birthday.
0: What about you, Shane?
3: Um, I don't have any shout-outs to actual people, so I'll go ahead and uh, run over my three thumps for the night. Uh, I kept it all in the Wild Turkey Russell's Reserve single barrel realm tonight. Uh, and even more so on that, I stuck with, uh, they do different warehouses there on Wild Turkey's grounds, and they all have a letter name. And I stuck with Warehouse F, but I did three different floors. So the, uh, the first pick comes from Bull City Bermud Club up here in Durham. Uh, their back alley bird pick is a eight year, three month, uh, Selection from Warehouse F, Floor 4, and then we stepped up a floor, went with a Misty and Jamie Ferris pick from Lincoln Road Package Store from the fall of 2019. That is a 10-year F5 pick, and then rounded it out with a Carolina Whiskey Society pick from Warehouse F, Floor 6. That is a nine-and-a-half-year pick. So uh stayed with the turkey tonight. Gobble, gobble.
0: All right. Uh, let's say a shout-out. So, so, like you said, there's so many people to to, to to thank and to that we ran into in the past week. Uh, really awesome. Well, shout-out to my niece cheering her her last game of the season for Northwest Ranking against Oak Grove on Thursday night. That was fun. Went to cherry ball on Friday night. Ran into Jeremy McClain, backed up, and ran into him again. It's good to see uh, him. Everybody else, from Charlie Wallace, Robert, Lee. man, there's so many people I could name. Jim Thompson, uh, just a good time. Some people, uh, you know, a lot of Golden Eagle fans, so that was cool. And then everybody on Saturday, good to catch up with, you know, Tracy and Dominique. Uh, Billy Hamilton was there. Shout out to my White Sox friends as well. That was That was cool to get to see him. So, yeah, you know, regardless of the outcome, always great to be on the campus of the University of Southern Mississippi. So. This week, we've got the game against UTEP. We've got, I mean, excuse me, UTSA. I wish it was against UTEP. Um, we got the game against UTSA. We've got the opening of both men's and women college basketball season. So we've got some Southern Miss activities in the pipeline for the week. Of course, we'll be back at home for the final football game of the year <laughs> against FIU. That's on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So, um, just hang in there. Just a few more. We got. We I think we're about a month away from from signing day, so just hang in hey, there. And uh,
2: Louisiana <laughs> on Friday night as well.
0: Correct, Louisiana and basketball. The the, the raging Cajuns. Damn are it! From I wanted Hatties to call
2: them Lafayette, and here I go with this Louisiana crap again.
0: I guess we're just kind of we're getting acclimated to the Sun Belt, man. We got to. We I'm wearing
2: gotta, a Lafayette shirt Friday.
0: Go like, go for it, dude. We know you pick against the Golden Eagles, you might as well cheer against them too.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Reverse karma.
3: Uh, hey, uh, the the first game that we the first Sunbelt Conference game that we play down in Lafayette, we all need to get you know, people people talk about Lafayette fans and everything, but but
0: really like when I and I'm cool with Lafayette or whatever. I mean, we we had no trouble at the New Orleans Bowl a few years back. But when I was in college, that was one of the worst places that I've been just as far as how we were treated. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Maybe that's because they were horrible. Maybe they got better and they're like, you know what? We don't need to be, you know, just assholes. I mean, and it, it, it did not work for Louisiana Tech, but maybe it worked for Louisiana. We'll see when we get there. We'll see when we get there.
0: But, uh, yeah, so I just I remember that we played them, I guess, I don't know if it was my junior year or what, but. Yeah, they were. They threw ice at us and stuff. and The fans were like cussing us in the parking lot. It was. If like, it was the
2: beginning of football season, they could throw ice at me.
0: Please. There you go. So when we play there, you anybody that's listening from Lafayette, feel free to throw ice at Jason.
2: At the beginning of the year.
0: At the beginning it's of the
2: dear. year. If it's December, yes. then I, I need new ice.
0: <laughs> well, hey, hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.
1: Talk. Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you